Hey everybody, I'm Jerry Green and I'm here today with Koi Kamisholi. Um, this is our week six Eagles podcast. Um, from now on, we're going to start doing the NFL podcast separate from the Eagles so that we can, you know, separate the just the, everything Eagles into one podcast and then the rest of the NFL into a separate one. Um, how are you doing today, Koi? Doing pretty good, Jerry, but uh, another loss for the Eagles. So this is not this game as close as it was was boring uh ravens win 30 to 28 they go to five and one eagles now fall to one four and one and are only a half a game out of first place <laughs> yeah um you know the nfc east or as many people like to call it the nfc least has just been terrible this year um they have like a combined record of what four or five and I don't even know, but it's like the same amount of wins as some teams on their own. So it's not good. That's the main gist. So, yeah, but the Eagles, they're they're still in position to make the playoffs. Um, Despite all of their early season struggles and losses, um, they lose this one to, you know, it it was against the Ravens, obviously a really tough opponent, not a game that you'd expect us to win. And it was actually... It did end up being pretty close, even though the Ravens maintained a comfortable lead for, you know, basically the first three quarters. Um, yeah, what do you got for us on this game? All right. Before we break down all the individual performances and stuff, I would like to say, and first of all, actually, no, I'm just going to go right on site. I don't know what we were calling on our two-point conversion. And, and Doug Pearson did come out saying that they did not have a two-point call and that, like, I, I don't even know what he was saying. It was, it was just kind of saying like he was not doing his job at that second. They did not have a two-point conversion call ready. I mean, why did they, I mean, you, you, they could have taken a timeout. I don't know what the call was, Jerry. They had yeah. a run pass. No, not even. It's a read option call, not even a run pass option. I mean, it's the same thing. But yeah, they had Boston Scott on that field. And instead of any, like, I, Jerry, I don't know. I know Sanders got hurt, but I <laughs> I think it's the clear two-point conversion call. I think the best two-point conversion call you can make is one where a quarterback rolls to his favorite side and then they have the option to run it in or just to pass it to their receivers on that side. I This was an awful call. It went nowhere. And if we got it, we would have tied the game. But instead, we did not get it. Yeah. Um, it was – It's they they could have, you know, tied the game for us over time and maybe even, you know – Got to win in overtime, but or even yeah. a tie that would have put us in yeah. first or tied for first, I think, or <laughs> something tie. like that. <laughs> yeah, um, but you know, like that's that was just not a good call. Um, Doug Peterson, like you said, they didn't have like a play that they like. I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't at least have something. They have like, to get two yards, <laughs> they have to get two, two yards, yards. <laughs> just do a run pass option, roll out right. I mean, oh my gosh. It's, I told you last week that little calls like this, like the defensive call last week, kind of ruined our whole game. Here's the call this week that ruined our game. Yeah. And, you know, you could also blame um, maybe even like the GM for this one because we don't really have a short yardage back on like the roster, I guess. Exactly. You would say Miles saying he's really an all-purpose guy, but they don't have, you know, that guy who comes in for the goal line work and just – punches it in like kind of like how Jordan Howard was before um he left for the Dolphins but yeah and it was it was 
like you said, Sanders got hurt, Ertz got hurt, injury woes continue. And like if you look at like all the injuries that they've had, it's it's really absurd that you could basically say that every single starter on their team besides Carson Wentz, surprisingly enough, has had an injury um up to this point. I think Kelsey um is the only one who hasn't missed a game on the O line. And, you know, obviously they have all their receivers. They're down to Travis Fulgham, who's, by the way, he's really stepped up and he's the man for them. Um, he's yeah, I like think, the guy. I think, yeah, I think after when when we get our receivers back and uh, like if we had other receivers like uh, Justin Jefferson um, instead of Jalen Rager, I think once we get those guys back, I think he's still going to be a big part of the offense because this is his third or fourth straight week of performing at a high level. He had six receptions, 75 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, that pass that Wentz had to him was actually kind of incredible. It was a kind of a really nice play. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, Miles Sanders got hurt. I believe he is out for Thursday, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And like we said, like he was consistent again this week. He had not only nine carries, but 118 yards. So he's really been consistent. And Jason Kroom, I'm sure everybody knows who that guy is. Uh, <laughs> he had a receiving touchdown. Yeah, um, you know, Travis Fulgham, that was his third straight week with a touchdown. And he's really, him stepping up has been crucial. It's been, it's saved them really, Um, even though they haven't gotten any um, real wins out of it. But, you know, he stepped up. The Steelers game was crucial that he got it. Yeah. I mean, at least they're competitive. Let's talk about like the the game as a whole real quick because, you know, Baltimore. Early on, like watching this in the first quarter, it was just painful to watch. The Eagles were getting I obliterated. I, it was like I think on the very first possession, their first set of downs, they ended up third and twenty-two because of they were just taking sacks and the Ravens were putting the pressure on and stopping everything. And yeah, they. I, I don't like, think we had a first down after the first quarter. Yeah, I mean, there in was, the first quarter, there was a lot of punts and. You know, the Ravens just look like far above the better team, and you would have never expected it to be this close at the end of the game, even after just one quarter. And then even after, like, halftime, what was the score? I think they were down by 20-plus points at halftime. Yeah, I think so. And they hadn't even scored, like, a touchdown in the first half. I think maybe they had one. But, yeah, they just – at the end of the game, they started putting it together on offense, and they were scoring basically every – um drive for a while in that fourth quarter and Wentz I'll give credit to Wentz here because he's he finally it's about time that he had a good game um this is his first game of the season that he didn't throw an interception in so you know I'm not even I'm not even gonna say I mean it was a good game for his standards but I mean he only he he had 19 incompletions and only 213 yards yes he has done better than what he's done but that first half was dreadful for yeah. our offense. Yeah, the dreadful. first half. I'll say he had a good half because the first half was not good at all. Yeah. But the second half, he really started to look like he really got it going. And he started to, you know, actually look like a NFL starting caliber quarterback for once. Yeah, once went 21 of 40 with 213 yards, two touchdowns. As you said, no interceptions. And then on the ground game, he had uh, 49 yards and a touchdown. So he, I mean, yeah, but. Uh, just, oh my gosh, dude, I, this was brutal. And he had one lost fumble, but that was 
kind of they were kind of blaming him, but that was dude. He just got absolutely <laughs> destroyed by like four Ravens. Yeah, on that play. and to be fair, the Ravens have been you know forcing fumbles all season long. Um, like it feels like every game the Ravens force at least a couple fumbles. Um, we saw last week against the Bengals, they forced like what three or four, and they forced three and two of them they got. Yeah. Um, but you know, looking forward, um, they have the New York Giants on Thursday night football this next week. So they've only they got a short week to prepare, and yeah, it doesn't help that there's injuries because those guys are not going to be. You know, they're going to have less time to get healthy. And, you know, um, Zach Ertz, I did mention before that he got hurt. Um, they're saying it's like an ankle injury. He hasn't been great this season. Um, we talked about that before. But, you know, there's only so much you can do. Um, and Dallas Goddard, you know, their other tight end, he got hurt. But it's actually, I remember, I don't specifically remember what they said, but I thought that when he first got hurt, they said he would be back in like three weeks. And it's been three weeks since um, they put him on IR. So he's eligible to start practicing again if they decide to take him off if, or if he's healthy enough. So I don't know. Maybe it's a possibility that we'll see him this week. I mean, I'd still doubt it because I haven't heard anything about him coming back. But, you know, something to think about. They're getting him back sooner than later, um, which is good because they really missed him. Yeah, uh Let's go to the other side of the ball real quick. Uh, Lamar Jackson was good from on the ground game mostly in the air. He wasn't anything special. Uh, he is 16 to 27, 186 yards in touchdown, no interceptions. But in the ground game, he had nine attempts for 108 yards in touchdown. And he had that monster play on that one drive that was a killer. Goss Edwards had a rushing touchdown, but we kind of slowed him down. He's been okay this year. Nick Boyle had a receiving touchdown. But can we just talk about Calais Campbell, three sacks and four tackles for loss, and he was matched up against Brown, the guy that has never played before or something like that. Yeah. What was it? Like, it was I – mean, I believe they signed him off of, I think, Chicago's practice squad a couple weeks ago um, just as some depth. And, of course, he ended up making his way to the starting lineup. I don't think he ever had a start in his career before this. But he played terrible this week. Um, he was by by far like the worst performance of any Eagles player all season, honestly. Oh god, it was brutal, <laughs> dude. I mean, like every single play, Campbell was right by. Yeah, him. it was kind of like they were playing with four offensive linemen. But um, you know, that's another part of the injury problem. That it's been a common theme with Eagles teams over, you know, the past few years. So maybe I don't know what the problem is, but. I'm not a doctor. Um, I just wish that less people would get injured um, because, you know, injuries ruin the game, and they really ruined the Eagles' season so far. I'm, I don't I don't want to say that the Eagles would be in a better place. I don't, I'm not going to say that they would be, like, have a winning record right now, but they at least, you know, look like a good football team. Like, this, this Eagles team is just so, like, half-hearted. And I just don't see them going anywhere at all this season, and barring yeah. a massive change. I honestly don't mind if we if we lose the next fourteen games and get that high draft pick. I don't care if we finish the season with one win. This is there's it's this is a disgrace what's going on right now. It's not even it's the players. Yes, it's the players, but it's also what's going on with the coaching. This is back to back weeks where we've had crucial bad calls. It's just 
It is not looking good. And Jerry, I'll tell you what, we lose to the Giants on Thursday night. Holy cow. I that's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Uh Giants coming off a win against the football team. Um tune into our uh week six podcast to hear us talk about that. But um yeah, so the Eagles get the NFC East gets another primetime game that no one wants to watch because they're all terrible football. So at least, you know, um, hopefully we'll beat the Giants. So at least everyone will um, get to see the Eagles win a game, which is not something that <laughs> often happens this season. Yep. And before we cut it short, uh, I'll probably end up saying this on every single podcast we make about the Eagles. Why did we not get Justin Jefferson? Why, dude? He's looked. Oh my God. He's just looked great. Um, had another big week had this another, week. Yep, and we'll get to and that in our next. Rager had another week uh, on the bench due to injury. I mean, you can't really blame him for injuries, but it wasn't like he was a superstar still, when he was playing. So Jefferson yeah, has just, been great. He's already elite. He's literally already an elite receiver. Yeah, that. Oh, my God. He's making Kirk Cousins look good, him and Adam Thielen. If Kirk Cousins looks good, then you know something's up. But, you know, we'll talk more about that stuff on the Week 6 podcast, and I think that's it for today. Yep, that'll do it. Thank you guys for tuning in, and make sure you listen to our NFL Week 6 recap and our if I think we're going to make a power rankings list for this post-Week 6. So just keep tuning in. Thank you.